Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Takedown with your host, Craig. <laughs> the nipple conversation I'm, threw me. John. I am not going to get a picture of you tattooed anywhere on me ever for any bet. Damn it. <laughs> what do I do with my teenage boy self? And Jeff the ref. Schedule be damned. Don't to make me. me DQ. Let's get it on. Episode 17, your boys are back in town, T3 here. Let me ask you, by the way, that's Craig, I'm John, usually we have Jeff with us, but I feel as though we have been new dayed. Ooh, I like this comparison. I feel as though we've been new dayed where you and I are the Kofi and Xavier right. of mm-hmm. the original New Day, mm-hmm. and Jeff, our good friend, is the Big E. Right, He's right. been... Uh, given the chance to do a solo career. Uh, what this really boils down to in real life is we all work together. We used to work in the same office. Jeff has moved on to bigger and better while you and I have been left behind. Left behind. And um, not that we're saying anything negative about Jeff. It's just he can't constantly make it here anymore. So he is now going to be like that pay-per-view guest star when we show up to defend the belts and all of a sudden we need that little push and there's Big E on the screen. Oh, so does this mean that we need to start having solo shows from Jeff? That would For be his Big E singles push. That The smug mm-hmm. and triteness right. of him doing an individual show, he'd just be like, I hate WWE. Because we, we have crap. done, you and I have both done solo episodes in the past of our old incarnation of this show. Yeah. Uh, we both did solo episodes. Jeff has never done a solo episode. That would be awesome. We may, maybe maybe Jeff can do like a pay-per-view review for like Survivor Series or something. Solo. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we're lucky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can have Jeff do a commentary. <gasps> Ooh. On like the state of the WWE. I would like that. A smug. Just a, a Jeff the mm-hmm. ref. Smug commentary right. about how awful something is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you and I have enjoyed when he goes off on a rant. Right, right. It is the most hilarious thing ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what we need from him. We'll call it like reveals of the ref or something. That's like right. That. Mm-hmm. But but if you want to share your idea of a commentary and something uh, you want to be smug about in the wrestling world, mm-hmm. Craig, how could you do that as a friend or guest of the show? The best way would be the Twitter. <gasps> the Twitter. Uh, we are at T3 Network on the Twitter. Yes. You can also email us, triple T bag at gmail.com. You can call our hotline, which is 202 556 4433. Follow us on the Facebook, on the Instagram, on the Tickety Talkies, all that sort of stuff. I will give a little shout out to our alleged boys. I uh, had a nice uh, Twitter conversation with them over this past week. Uh, they admitted that now. Now. The state of affairs in the country of the United States, they felt, uh, while they enjoy the ribbing back and forth, maybe is now not the time to make the pew-pew, we-have-all-the-guns jokes. I said, yes, how about we move to Ireland? They said, no problem. Oh, they're They will come us? and accept us. Okay, cool. Um, I agreed that we'll quarantine at a pub for 14 days before we go meet them. Now. So we can use the liquor to kill all the American but, Corona. But here's the thing I was thinking. If we did that, mm-hmm. 
couldn't we just put up a plexiglass wall? Yeah. And we would be on one side, mm-hmm. and they would be on the other. Totally fine, then. Totally fine. Okay, then, cool. Then we can hang out. Think yeah. of the shows we would have. Oh, the epicness that would be, like, full-blown weekly All right. I know, shows of us. Too. I know we are a wrestling show. Right. And mm-hmm. our boys at Alleged are awesome. We love those guys. Right, right. Uh... In the hallway, up your pants, whatever that show is. Mm-hmm. Hallway wrestling, close. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, nasal passage wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great show, right? Um, but I do want to talk about our boys at the Wrestling Life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they are politicos. Right. They actually pay attention to stuff. Yes. Uh, they actually know what's going on in the country. So, whereas we still just watch wrestling. All I all I am going to say is this: mm-hmm. we are a couple of dumb guys that enjoy wrestling. Yes. And although in our country now with the presidential race and all this stuff and mm-hmm. contention and all that, uh, my favorite meme right now is, you know, Biden may take the win, but out of nowhere, Biden, uh, Sanders comes down Burns. with a chair. Yeah. Here comes I laugh Sanders my down ass the ramp with a steel chair. If you have any interest in the political state of America right now mm-hmm. and you enjoy wrestling. Right. Listen to TWL. Listen to the wrestling Because life. their show right now is on fire, right. in my opinion. If you want to talk about stupid stuff, you continue to listen to us. If you want to hear about actual wrestling, probably Alleged and Hallway is the way to go. Yeah, we think... are that middle ground. Yeah. We're the middle yeah. ground of wrestling yeah. and... and. Oh, look at that tangent. No. We, we told you how you can talk to us, and mm-hmm. then we promoted all the shows that we love. Right. Right. Speaking of shows we love, and this can get us into a nice conversation. Don't say uh, WWE or AEW. No. Okay, good. Um, but we discussed briefly um, the uh, Corey Graves After the Bell podcast. Yes. The most recent uh, guest he had on was Mustafa Ali. Which, I'm not a big fan of Corey Graves. Right. Agreed. But every now and then, when these wrestlers come on and you just think, oh, he's a C-card wrestler. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then they say something prolific, you're like... I got to sit up and watch this guy. Yeah. So, so give us a story, Craig. Tell so, us what Mustafa uh, said. If you listen to the most recent episode, it's it's good. Um, they don't get too much into Mustafa's history before WWE because they even mentioned they were like, Corey was like, we did that Chronicle episode on the network. People can go watch that. He was like, let's talk about like your start in WWE and stuff like that. So they get into it. They start talking about his history. They start talking about him rising up to a five live and all that. They get into... Uh, the injury that happened, where it was supposed to be Mustafa Ali was going to be in that gauntlet match, which then was going to lead to Elimination Chamber, which then was going to lead to WrestleMania. And the story that even Ali was told was, this is this is your push. This is, we're going Ali all the way. Mustafa ended up getting hurt, and he talks about how he got hurt, and like he had to get pulled, with it ended up being then Kofi taking his place, leading all the way to Kofi Mania. So Mustafa goes into the fact like he is he is not upset at Kofi Kingston. It's not Kofi's fault by any means, but he had bitterness through that whole ordeal because he was like, this was the chance. He was like, this was what I had been working 17 years for was to get up and get this chance. Um, so he, he goes into that, which I thought was pretty interesting. And then he goes into Retribution. And Corey starts talking about it, like all these sort of things. And and the, the point that I brought up to you, which is why I think this is something, at least the last like 10 minutes of the show, people can listen. You don't need to see the whole 30 minutes. But the last 10 minutes when he gets into Retribution, he says, and he was like, you know, we have these characters, you know, these wrestlers like Shane Thorne, now like Slapjack or whatever he is, and Dijakovic now 
T-Bar and Mia Yim and all that, all of these characters that like had a moment that they could have done something more with them and WWE didn't. This isn't just like, it was like they were all sort of where I was. He was like, I came back from that injury and you could have done a storyline with Kofi. You could have done a storyline with Randy Orton, who, who I was supposed to fight. You could have done a storyline with Brock and the money in the bank and all that. And WWE took no advantage of any of that. They just subbed Ali to the bottom, changed his name, did everything like that. So he talked about the fact that, like, you know, Dijakovic ended up being like basically beaten and broken while Keith Lee watched. And instead of that leading into a storyline to continue with Killian Dane, they just moved Keith Lee up and pretend that Dijakovic doesn't exist anymore. Like Mia Yim's in, you know, this tournament to lead to the, I think it was one of the Survivor Series matches. And then uh, she loses, but instead of continuing the story, they just drop it and pretend like that wasn't a thing. Like, so they talk about that sort of stuff. And he leads to, which I thought was the part that even Corey Graves said was a little, he didn't realize. He was like, look, we got, I have these characters that I pulled in, these wrestlers. I gave them a stupid mask. We gave them a stupid name. He was like, and I'm sitting up there giving information talking about the fact that like WWE couldn't learn how to make a dollar off of the name Mustafa Ali. They couldn't figure out how to make money off of that because of my name. And all anybody's talking about is the fact that how they look and what their names are. He was like, that's been my career for 17 years. It's people saying we can't make a name off of Mustafa Ali. We can't make money off of that. You have to change your name or you have to change your look and not look so ethnic so that we can make more money off of you. And he was like, that's what I'm doing with Retribution. He was like, there are levels to this that people aren't even realizing there are levels to. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm a little more into Retribution than I thought I was now. I still can't get over the fact. <laughs> yes? Now, I mean, when you presented me with that, I went and listened to it. And I was like, I am stone impressed with Mustafa Ali. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean... Here's a guy out of our area, the Baltimore area, right. was a police officer. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. We respect law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big deal to me and all that. But to hear him say these things, it's like, well, there's people just think wrestlers are like dumb people that right. Right. like to wrestle. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. I mean, this is an educated young man that is putting thought into the story, the characters, the whole nine yards. Right. People overlook this a lot. Yes. Yes, they do. And I will say... That I appreciate that, and mm-hmm. I think it's like when you are a true wrestling fan, that's what you see. Exactly. And it, exactly. it gave me a moment, like I'm like, hey, wife, listen to this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a wrestler talking about making characters for wrestling. Right. Right. Exactly. It's not just people in shiny pajamas. No, making it us the soap opera that we want it to be. But what kills me <laughs> mm-hmm. about retribution in and of itself? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is the simple fact. That they are there to fight the establishment. Right. Mm-hmm. But they are now contracted by the establishment. And got drafted. And got drafted by the establishment mm-hmm. to do the establishment's bidding. Yes. You've totally debased that group in doing that. Do you think now, after listening to that interview, that was Vince McMahon saying, don't try to upsell me. Don't try to take something I'm giving you or allowing you mm-hmm. and make it better than what I think. I'll bring you down a peg. Uh, I do think, and after listening to that interview, everything that has happened with Retribution as a whole, the draft, the under contract, the using them, is all Vince WWE thing. Mustafa's trying to make Retribution what he knows it can be, but he's getting pullback 
from this because even he says, even he says in the interview, he was like, people don't realize the fact that I went on national television and said that WWE can't make a buck off the name Mustafa Ali. I went on TV and said they basically don't know how to use people properly because my name is like an ethnic name and they can't figure that out. He was like, that's a big deal. But all anybody talks about is these stupid masks and these stupid names. Yeah. So now I think he's trying, but he's getting, like you said, Vince, and I don't know if it's Vince making him take a step back or it's more Vince being like, I know what to do with this. I know, but, but look at it this way. Why are we clumping likeness together? Right. So I like the idea of having factions with, like, the hurt business and retribution. Yes. And I like the fact that they're willing to go against each other. I think it makes good story. We like this, right? Totally. Remember Generation X? Right. Totally for all this. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. Hart Foundation, the whole nine years. Remember all that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So I actually like the concept of the hurt business. I may not be a big Bobby Lashley fan, Mm -hmm. but I like... This is the first time in a long time Bobby Lashley has been interesting to me. Yes. Just being the, the muscle of the Hurt Business. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. I like and I, I didn't like it at first when MVP came back, but I like him being the mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I like Well, that, and those are three people that need a mouthpiece. Yeah. Bobby Lashley, Cedric Alexander, and Shelton Benjamin need like, a mouthpiece. Cedric like, can't come out hard. Right. He is just exactly. too likable. Exactly. He smiles every time he talks. Shelton <laughs> Benjamin is just too creepy. Yes. Yes. And Lashley can't act. No. All so you true. put them with MVP, though, it's a great group. The problem I have is they are all African-American males. Yes. And it is so WWE to have, you're going to have your African-American uh, You're going to have your coalition. nation of domination. You're going to have, <laughs> well, in the nation of domination, at least they had Hawaiians, That's African-Americans, mm-hmm. and JBL. Yeah. Uh, but... The token no, white guy. made no sense to me at that time either, but continue. But, I mean, but, like, then you have, like, Angel Garza and Andrade yep. mm-hmm. and... And Umberto Carrillo. And the Mysterio's and the Mysteri- going at it. Yeah. Like, what? Ethnicity shouldn't play a part in this. Yes, yes. But, again... WWE it, is racist. That's a... I have a very strong and, feeling that's a Vince thing. And I want to make one more point. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's political, so I apologize. Oh, oh, okay. Our current president, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Donald J. Trump. Yes. Hall of Famer. Who, in the elections that are going on right now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, I am not a Biden supporter at all, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it just has to be said, is whining and bitching because he may lose. Right. So he wants to stop all the counts. Yes. Stop doing everything. Yes. Hall of Famer. WWE. Hall of Famer. Remember. Remember, he's the one who called. Who called Vince McMahon to make sure he's okay. When the limo got blown up. That's the president. The state okay. of our country. Okay. That's the president. Okay. Now let's called. go back to wrestling. So in WWE, and as we brought up Retribution and the Hurt Business and all that, as much as I like, maybe I am being more acceptive because this is the best I'm going to get with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I like the storyline that Retribution and Hurt Business can have. Yeah. I like that ongoing feud. Mm. I also like, and I know it is a replay of a replay of a replay, mm-hmm. but Randy Orton as the ultimate heel and everybody's just out to get Randy Orton. Right. For Randy Orton to take the belt off of McIntyre, we all know McIntyre is going to get that belt back eventually. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was good at mm-hmm. being the champion. Yeah. Yeah. 
This just makes a little flavor in it. Mm -hmm. But now you've got Orton as the number one target. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you got McIntyre after him, and they're throwing a few more at him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe you could throw a Big E or something at him. Just, you know, bodies. Mm -hmm. Just throw bodies. Mm -hmm. All right. I actually like this version of Randy Orton. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like like the super snaky, oily version of Randy Orton. Yes. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Um, especially when he wears kids' night vision goggles to beat up old men. I didn't say <laughs> that the props and the, the other stories were good, but all in all for WWE with, with everything they're doing, mm-hmm. it's actually a decent story you can be vested in. Here's a revelation I'm having. And stay with me here. I agree I like the Hurt Business and Retribution. I think they, I think there's something there. There's enough people in both factions you can keep a storyline going. Like, that can be a, a longer-term thing. I, I also enjoy the Randy Orton-Drew McIntyre thing. Drew McIntyre basically just spending every episode waiting to find Randy Orton and beat him up for whatever yeah, reason. I like that. I like that. Um, I'm, I'm still kind of a fan of this Roman Reigns-Uso Oh, oh, we, we need to have a discussion. Then. Because the, the Uso, like, you know... Brand, or Roman is the head of the table, and Uso's just beating people up because Roman tells him to. And we'll, we'll go back to that. And then we have the Buddy Murphy, Rey Mysterio, uh, now they're star-crossed lovers, uh, Seth Rollins thing. Okay. Wait, hold on. Let me get to my point. But I have so much to I say. I know. We'll get to it. Now, all four of these storylines. I'm important, Greg. Respect me. All four of these storylines I actually kind of enjoy for different to different levels. So, I may like what's happening in wrestling now, yet I still find myself not enjoying watching it half the time. So, that's the point I (laughs) want to make. I don't understand. The concept of the story is good. Yes. The idea is likable. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The delivery is poor. Is that what it is? Is it, and is it because the... Talent involved? Mm-hmm. Like, can Roman sell being a bad guy and sending his cousin out as his lackey to beat people up? Because that's just Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy right. again. exactly. And exactly. instead of having the Mysterio family, uh, their daughter is in love with Buddy Murphy kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, Uso has to defend the family rights, and he has to do what his brother says because it's family, mm-hmm. a la... His wife, his kids, his brother, that, right, his right. wife. So it's the same goddamn story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The idea of retribution and the hurt business right. is just a group story oh, yeah. that yeah. matches Randy Orton and McIntyre. Yes. You have these two entities that are battling each other, mm-hmm. and then you may have some outside influences, but really that's the focus of the story. It's the same story, Craig. Right. The problem I have is, and this is this is where I think WWE, I don't know, is it Vince McMahon who is watering down the stories? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, is it, like, even NXT right now is horrible. But, yeah. okay, anyway, so my point is, is it that the talent can't sell, mm-hmm. or is it that the story just isn't evolved enough? Because... You can't write a story until you know the end. Correct. 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 So if I don't know where this is going, 
Where's the payoff? Yeah. How am I supposed yeah. to sell? Okay. okay, I got you, know, you there. I'll take that. I'll and, take that. And it, like, if Uso knows that he's going to turn on Reigns mm-hmm. and eventually take the belt or something from him, mm-hmm. he knows the end. So he's more willing to sell the middle mm-hmm. so that it looks like it is the most disgusting, horrible thing he has to do right now. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But when I watch him, he's just like, man, I just got to do this because I told to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and yeah. and how do you make Uso the killer now, when Roman just manhandled him not once, three times? Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. Um, and then I I I do notice that with this Roman Uso thing, I feel you are almost wasting Paul Heyman because he's not part of it. He's there, he's involved in it, but it's not. Heyman talking for Reigns, telling Uso what to do. Roman's still the one telling Uso what to do. So what's Paul Heyman's purpose? I I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, then let, that, let's transcribe that over to the Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. who has an issue with Murphy. Right. And Murphy is like, I am no longer your disciple because I love Mysterio's daughter. Mm-hmm. And the Mysterios are like, what are we going to do? We right, love right. Our, Wait, that's so, that story is so convoluted now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I would have loved it if it was ni- nice and tidy, mm-hmm. where Murphy is like, screw you, Rollins. I love the Mysterio's daughter. Right, right. And we're out of it. Mm-hmm. If you and the Mysterio's still want a few... Right, we're stepping back. We're right? stepping back. You do what you do, but don't call we're on me. We're basically eloping. Like, or, you know, just don't mm-hmm. call on me. Yeah. And the flip side is, Ray... Uh, God, what's his name? His son. Dominic. Oh, Dominic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray and Dominic, I don't have any beef with you. I, I, I'm sorry about what I did in the past. I was stupid and following him. Mm-hmm. But I got true feelings for your daughter. Respect that. Yeah. She's yeah. 19. Respect that. I don't know if she's really 19. But they're saying she is, she is. She is really 19 in real life. And Buddy Murphy is what, 30? 36. Yeah, that should be fine. That's fine. That's fine. I feel that there was a... If this was the storyline they wanted to go for... um. With Murphy and the daughter. I feel that Murphy pulling away from Rollins, you actually sort of lost almost a, a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. Like two warring families I with think these two you... lovers that must be together. Like I feel with you pulling him away from Rollins, you've lost that I idea. F- I feel that's what they were trying to do. They just did it poorly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I think, and I said this last episode, which was, what, like, a year ago? Probably. Sometime um, 2019. I actually like the Messiah-esque Rollins mm-hmm. because it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. And Rollins can actually sell it, but he needs the talent behind him. Yes. And when you took Murphy away and, you know, the AOP and Austin Theory, mm-hmm. give him something. He, he needs, needs followers. He needs followers. He needs disciples. He needs people to do his work for him so he doesn't do it. Yeah. Right. So he looks... Even more, you know, evil. Yes. It just, it takes something away when it's just like, and then he always wins by questionable means. So I just, I think what we're getting at with all the storylines is Mm -hmm. there's some good in it. Yes. Like this could be a good story. I could get some buy-in and and some, some payback on it. The problem I have is, is it being delivered with, you know, not good talent? Mm Mm-hmm. Or is that talent just being watered down because it's like, well, you're under contract, you'll do what I say. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because 
even with some of the things that they're moving towards, like with Survivor Series coming up in a couple weeks. Isn't like, that the one night a year? The one night where a year. Where the red and blue factions can face each right, other? where it matters what show you're on. The one night a year matters. Even though you're supposed to have brand loyalty to the show that you just got drafted to two weeks ago. Right, right. But that's the one night a year, Craig. One night a year. Um, during this one night of a year, and please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, we have the Bobby Lashley, current USA champ, <laughs> going against Sami Zayn, current international champ. You are correct. Um, are they not mentioning the fact that they had a like what seemed like a year-long feud, with which led to some of the shittiest WWE skits do in history? You think, do you think Lashley's sisters will be there? Um, how, do, that's what I'm how do you have this and not bring that up? They are pretending I'm, like they I'm never waiting, fought before. I am waiting for the military obstacle course yes. to come back. What is... How are you pretending like this didn't happen? Now it's just new Hurt Business, Bobby Lashley versus Fidel Castro, Sami Zayn, and you're pretending like everything they did before was not a thing. Right, right, right. Like, I don't... If you want long-term fans, you have to respect the fact that they remember what happened Wait, what? a year ago. No, no. See, if it's bad... Don't talk about it. Don't talk about the worst. I'm gonna. Is it? It's probably the worst segment they've. Ever, I mean, in recent history, the Bobby Lashley sisters is probably one of the worst things I've ever done. I, just don't talk about it, Craig. Okay. 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 Vince will come after you. He will. He will. He's done it before. He'll do it again. But I'm just. I mean, so with Survivor Series coming up, you're gonna have. Was it New Day against uh, Street Profits? Yes. Huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have what? Is Sasha going to retain the belt? Because they usually don't let her keep it. Yeah. Yeah. She's, but then I mean, Sasha pay-per-view, pay-per-view against... is what she gets. I think she's going against Asuka? Yeah. Sasha against Asuka? Mm-hmm. We've seen that. Yeah. Let's talk about the women's division lately. Uh-huh. All right. So, as much as I was not a fan of Bailey's acting, mm-hmm. at least there was some vestment between the best friends. I mean, we saw it on NXT and all that stuff, right, too. Right. But we had best friends fighting. We got that. Um, the best thing, the best thing going for the women's division right now mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the women's division at all. It just happens to be a female wrestler, Alexa Bliss. Yes. Going to going the to Firefly, Firefly Funhouse and all and, that stuff. All that all stuff. Turn. Love all that. Yeah. Love but all it's that. not her wrestling. No. It's no. just her acting, which is, you know, as we've mentioned in many, many, you know, incarnations of the show. Now, she's she's good gonna, at that. I'm going to say, and this is just me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The female wrestlers mm-hmm. getting the the sister Abigail sell so much better than the males. I would agree with that. Oh my that. god, they uh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and Bliss sells the sister Abigail. Yes, so yes. I like it. And and I like her in the Firefly Funhouse is sort of with nice sweater vest. Uh, you know, like it it, it works. It's, in all that. I will say it's very very Harley Quinn esque. Yes, yes. I, I get it, mm-hmm. but. Knowing it for what it is, she's doing a good job yeah. at it. Yeah. But then, you're right. You look at, they're forming this women's Survivor Series team. And they're having these matches for it. So the fact dope. that uh, Lana is constantly in the picture and now on the team. Because they have nothing to do. And then. and then, They don't have enough talent. Explain this to me. You have the one, the one actual Women's tag team you have mm-hmm. in the Iconics. Not no, great. They broke up. They broke up. Yeah. 
And then you have Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans teaming up as a tag team. It's hot blonde mm-hmm. and the good-looking one from the Iconics. Right. That's what they're doing. That's that's a Vince <laughs> decision. Yes. Yes. The good-looking one from the Iconics who became good-looking and more popular because she dyed her hair lighter and closer to blonde. Yeah. And? Mm-hmm. I just, and? I don't. And? I just. I Why? Don't. Why do you break up one of the only true tag teams you right. have in the women's division? To put her in another tag team. Right. You could have done more with the Iconics. Yes. I get that you had them come out and be campy and bubbly. They were the female New Day. Yes. And that's fine. That's fine. You need that. But the one thing New Day did was, although they are fun and campy, they still had a little edge to them. Exactly. You took all that away from the Iconics. Yes. Yes. And now I feel feel bad for Billy Kay because, I mean, she can go, but the problem I have is, is they just make her look like... She was the absolute worst. She's like the Lana of the Iconics. Yes, yes. They made her look like the absolute worst, putting her through tables, all that shit. I would, I would just say, hey, put Lana and Billy Kay together and be like, we are the bottom. We're going to work our way to the top. I'm good with that. And see if they can sell. I'm good with that. And then put Carmella Horseface in there, too. <sighs> Carmella. This whole Horseface. shit with Carmella coming back is like, I did it for you. Now I'm going to do it for me because Carmella is money. I don't. I know they can't see it, right. but I was totally doing the head uh, the jerks head and the whole nine yards. When I saw that that latest promo of that, I did it for you. I did it for who? For for me, the viewer. She what, did it for Corey Graves. What were you doing for us? Because you sucked. Yeah. Um. I hope this means that I won't see the stupid ass moonwalk anymore. Oh no, that's still gonna be there. I'm sure. Oh God. You did all this, all this rebranding, and when she comes out, it's still going to be the F-A-B. Well, I hope not. I hope not because all that is a callback to uh, Enzo and Big Cass. That is very true. That is very true. So I don't I don't need that anymore. I don't need you to wear your baseball hat backwards. I, I would say they were still probably one of my favorite entrances. Well, yeah, because they were entertaining. Right. I mean, that, that you know, and you can't teach that like I it, loved that. It was quotable. Right. Mm-hmm. It was a moment. Every time they came out and they did that, right. it's kinda like the Daniel Bryant yes movement. Exactly. exactly. It's kinda like the John Cena you can't, can't see me. See me. It like is, Bobby Roode glorious. Yeah, the the rock eyebrow. Right. The it Finn Balor arms up. Yeah. It is a moment in time that as a wrestling fan you can always imitate. <sighs> and you can apply it to something. And that's what you want in your talent. We should what bring do you that have right back. now. What do you have right now? Name one wrestler out there right now that has something that you can imitate. New Day's it. New That's Day would probably be it. All, like, if we walk around and I go, New Day? Right. You do the same mm-hmm. thing. Or you go, who, who, who. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, people of Maryland. That's, I mean, <laughs> that's the sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But aside from them. Yeah. Well, I will say, no, the Roman Reigns cocking of the arm before I do a Superman oh, yeah. punch. Mm-hmm. But I often Superman punch things. Right. Including me. Yeah. Um, um, I do, uh, I don't know why this reminded me of this. Uh, the wife and I, she's a fellow fan of wrestling, had a nice discussion about how it's interesting that the Street Profits have taken the Red Solo Cup and made it something totally different than it was before. Like the Red Solo Cup was redneck college kid keg thing i think and they've taken it and now it's a whole we want the smoke you got red solo cup chain necklaces 
Like, I feel like they've made it a completely different thing now, at least in the world of wrestling fans. I just thought that was interesting. Hmm. Now, mm-hmm. before the Street Profits, mm-hmm. you had Toby Keith singing right. a song about Red, Red Solo, Solo Cups. And that Country-ass redneck song. That gave it that redneck appeal. Yes. I will agree that the Street Profits have taken it and said, it's not just a redneck thing, right. it's just a party it's thing. It's just a party thing, exactly. So a I private get party, all that. you would say. How much free publicity mm-hmm. is Solo Cup getting out of this? Oh, yeah. I yeah. wonder what their sales are like now. I don't know. Well, I mean, WWE alone. They well, when they to, shoot them out of the when cannons. When they shoot them out of the cannons, unless they collect them all up and put them back in, they must just be selling them hundreds a week. I'm just saying. But I just, I mean, that's the kind of thing, like, I don't even imitate We Want the Smoke. No. Mm-mm. I like it. I like it. It's a mm-hmm. good catchphrase, but it's not serviceable. Right. I don't know. I just, so that's my thing. Like, you remember these moments in time about your favorite wrestlers. Like, Mm -hmm. you can talk about matches and all that. But a lot of it always comes down to, you know, when you think of The Rock, do you think of his match with Mankind? Mm -hmm. Do you think of his matches with Stone Cold? If somebody mentions it, you're like, yeah, those were great. Right. When I say The Rock, the first thing that comes up is his promos and his eyebrow. Yes. Well, because I think... I think wrestling fans, like people who legit watch and have watched for a long time, can talk about matches and remember matches. But when you start playing, when you hear glass shatter, yeah. you, get a, you get a feeling remembering Stone Cold's entrances. Not the matches, not specific fights. You get that feeling. When you hear Big E starting a New Day entrance, you get a, a certain feeling. Like you get that's that pop. what that's what you you remember pops almost internally. Based on those things, not matches. That's the problem with WWE and AEW. Mm -hmm. There's very few that when their music hits, I'm getting a pop on. No, it's the only one, and and I think it's just because I still like it, is, and they they still push it, even with this COVID-less crowd, is the Jericho Judas entrance where everybody's singing and it's a thing. I will give you that. Mm -hmm. The biggest one I get the pop on is the, uh, the big... Brass entrance for best friends. Yes. That boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yes. And mm-hmm. I love Chucky and Trent, and, Trent mm-hmm. and Orange Cassidy. Yeah. I like what they're doing. Um, We can get into AEW. Mm-hmm. But going back to our, pri- our big thing is like, it's the same goddamn thing with the women's division that we've been talking about for, it feels like forever now. Right, right. You don't have enough talent to make it serviceable. Mm-hmm. You have this survivor team for Raw. Right. That's just kind of everyone else. Yes. The survivor team for SmackDown is just going to be kind of everyone else that isn't Sasha and Asuka. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Bailey's probably not going to be on Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. And if she is, it's going to be a run-in on, on the Banks... Oscar match. Yes, exactly. You know, does Charlotte Flair come back? Mm-hmm. If so, is she going to be a 15-time belt holder? Well, and what I don't understand, we are just recently past um, the year mark for what I think we discussed is one of the best Raws they ever did, and it was the Raw after uh, the Saudi Arabia one where people didn't come and they got stuck in Saudi Arabia, and you had NXT people come in, and you had the NXT invasion of Raw. And that was probably one of the best Raws they ever did, leaning into, I would arguably say, the best Survivor Series they've done over the past decade. That's the other thing that's getting me. Have mm-hmm. you heard anything about NXT no. being part of Survivor that's what I'm Series? Saying. Why are you not 
That worked. And that worked really well. Why are you not doing that again? Do we dare talk NXT? Uh, that's what I... This leads into NXT and Halloween Havoc, which I I watched. Um, I think there were some enjoyable things on it. The one thing I'll say about NXT mm-hmm. is I'm not vested in many of the wrestlers. Right. I am not vested in many of the storylines. I am not vested in many of the matches. Mm-hmm. There are just little clicks here and there, like little pops that I'm like, oh, that was nice. Right. Like the... I'm not a fan of Cameron Grimes. I haven't been. But him and Dexter Loomis and that, like, uh, you know, show-long montage of them, like, of him, like, finding them. You know, he's searching through a house and then in a graveyard and all that sort of stuff. Like, that was entertaining. It was something slightly different. So, I, I'm so fine with I it. So, I like the concept of the Loomis character. Right. I just feel it's going to get buried. It is. And it's um, going to get old. Mm. And you made Grimes into this badass. Right. And then for Halloween Havoc, he's running scared the whole time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you can't do that to and your I characters. Did, what bothers me, um, and we've just we've also discussed Is it this that constant times. rash that you don't take care of? No, I'm, I'm used to that. Oh. I'm used to that. That's just the herpes flare. Is it the um, simple chronic halitosis? No, no. Again. Because that bothers me about you. Herpes. Oh, herpes. Um, now, wrestling fans in general sometimes aren't the brightest. But we're also not dumb. So if you're going to have a wheel spin that says what the match is going to be. Right. Right. Yeah. And one, you you see the thing stop moving. Or two, one of your matches ends on tables, ladders, and scares where the belt is now high up above and they have to grab it. If this is supposed to be a we don't know what the match is going to be. How does she spin it, do it, and all of a sudden now the belt's hanging up like it's supposed to be? And it was hanging up like it was supposed to be before she spun the wheel. Wait, what? I don't... No, you have to suspend your disbelief. <laughs> right, it's a suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay, okay. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. If you're going to spin the wheel and make it a whole thing that we don't know what it's no. going to be, Shh. then make it a whole... Th- I don't... Did you know NXT is being taken over? It's no longer the Undisputed Era that's going to run the show. No? Yeah. It's Pat McAfee's team of awesomeness or whatever. The Pat McAfee thing where he always loses, so he's going to surround himself with winners. Yeah. Um, How long do you think this is going to last? Because, number one, I can't stand McAfee cutting a promo. Now. You were a kicker on a football team. I agree. And not a good one. No. And your move is a kick to the head. That's that's your your key move. Well, it's like um, a curb stomp or do, a knee raise. Now, that is our opinion. Do you feel Pat McAfee is a draw for the general not constant wrestling public enough no. that they drag this out to a takeover before WrestleMania? No, because, listen, if you go to football fans, mm-hmm. tell me what team he was a kicker for. No, I have no idea. I've- right. I know, I know him as football and wrestling. I still couldn't tell you who he's on. You know what the, the biggest thing I remember Pat McAfee for was? Mm-hmm. When he was doing commentary for NXT at WrestleMania and he was wearing shorts and he kept bringing up the fact that somebody told him they didn't want him wearing shorts, but he did it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember him about. Um, other than that, he was just some other dude. I can't. I don't know. I don't. It's weird. Somehow... NXT is easier to watch because it's on a network, and yet I care less about it and watch it less than I used to. 
And I don't think that's all because of AEW. I think that's just like when I would watch the one the one hour shows on Wednesdays, I would watch religion. I would watch that more religiously than Raw and SmackDown. And I was that way for years. But because at that point they were just put in the show. Mm-hmm. It was it was good because NXT was still kind of that you know forgotten stepchild that could do whatever it needed to do and they could t- go out on a limb. Mm-hmm. Now they bring in NXT to the the network. They're kind of like we have a formula we follow. Yeah. And it's not right. It's like why would you why would you do that to a show like that? I don't I don't know. I don't know. And like you said I don't understand why you wouldn't you know, have them part of the Survivor Series, but whatever. Is there anything else about WWE we want to discuss? Survivor Series, I think, is a week from Sunday, maybe. We're in, it's in like it, a week or two. It's two weeks. This week coming up is Full Gear. It's Full Gear. AEW. So I guess that gets us into AEW. How are your feelings currently about the world of AEW? So, what I appreciate about... AEW is they are always trying to give you a show every episode. Yes. The yes. problem I have with AEW is they are always trying to give you a show every episode. Uh, yes. Like, you are always trying to build these rivalries. And as much as, like, with let's go Jericho MJF right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is the whole, you either love it or hate it. Right. I love it. Agreed. I like the campy showmanship. We know this was just building to a match or two or an ongoing bitter rivalry between mm-hmm. the two. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I even like how I will say, you know, there's things that I enjoy about the campiness. And then every once in a while, like on this last week's episode where MJF and Wardlow have the match. And then at the end of it, he runs over to commentary and takes out Jericho. I, yeah. I didn't see that coming. You don't, like, you don't think I'm hard? I'll show right, you hard. Exactly. I'll come I, kind, I kind of enjoyed that. Like, so I like that. Um you know, with the whole MJF wanting to join the inner circle and all that, mm-hmm. I think you defeat MJF's kind of cockiness a little bit. And, like, now he's trying to join a group. Like, he's actively sort of trying to right. join the group. I liked it better when it was like, hey, I'm good enough on my own. The two of us together could be better. Right. You need to meet my standards. I need to meet your standards. I liked it when it was like, yeah. The only, now he's like he's he's subjecting almost, himself yeah, to, subservient to him. yeah. The only way in my mind that this works in a bigger story is if the whole concept is MJF joining Inner Circle and then taking it from Jericho. Yeah, like if that's if that's the bigger picture that they go for, then this is a long slow build that I will appreciate. I don't know if that's the overall plan, but I feel like that's that's the only way that you have this. With MJF coming out on top and not being a, I just beat you, Jericho. Uh, now I'm going to be under you, like, on your team? Like, that doesn't make yeah, no. sense. I beat you, I should run the show. Right, right. If that's so. how they go with it, with I beat you, I'm going to be Inner Circle and be like, well, you know, I, I, I almost, beat you. I, almost, I should probably be the one running Inner Circle. Like I almost kind of want it to be like an NWO thing where he's like, I beat you. I, I should run the show. Right. Mm-hmm. Me and Wardlow here, we're we're going to take this from you. And then you have like the succession of Ortiz and Santana. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Gar- uh, I, I want to say Gar- Guevara. I was going to say Garza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy Guevara. And then 
eventually Jericho mm-hmm. and, and Hagar because they're going to stay there trying to keep control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have two factions of the inner circle. Exactly, exactly. And they can war against and each I mean, other. If, and, I'm, and I'm not going to lie. If you go... If you go that route and go a whole, this is the true inner circle and this is the inner circle, like, you know, separation and everything they have is black and red like you did with NWO and Wolfpack. It could work. I would, I would be all over that. But that's a long storyline. Right. And that's something that I wouldn't put it past AEW to do. Because AEW with the wrestlers writing the stories... Mm -hmm. They will allow it to play out more. Yes. Vince is like, I want instant gratification. I want payoff now. Where AEW, and this is the one thing I'm I'm saying AEW is doing much better. AEW is pushing more of the, not only are we going to have these amazing matches, but we're going to give you the, you, the talent, the ability to be like, let's tell your story. And, And knowing that, and knowing that they have the ability to do that, this is something that if they do this slow build, you can have build up to... Right around WrestleMania, and pull, and you know, get that sort of the like. Look, we've got this very interesting storyline going on with AEW. I know this is WrestleMania time, but that weekend before WrestleMania, you should watch our show. <laughs> and and all I'm saying with the whole thing is, what better storytellers do mm-hmm. you have right now than Jericho and MGF? Exactly, exactly. working together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I. I I, I'm in. Right. I'm vested. Right. Um, I will say that the Moxley Kingston, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. great, great promo. Yes. Awesome yes. promo. Yes. And I mean that that promo they did this last week with they're not able to touch each other and Kingston like looking at camera and Moxley like going around behind him on the mic like while you see Kingston like visibly getting up like. I, I really like that's like, you know, and I know that they know each other and this is probably something that they've been discussing and building for who knows how long. But I mean, pulling out mother's names like I expected he was going to say he's taking him Dorothy Mantooth out for a nice seafood dinner. Yeah. And not going to call her like that was the kind of like, I mean, they went like real shit and, and you know, looked like they were going to kiss half the time because their faces were so close. Like, yeah. I really liked that. I don't like, know how the match you, is going to be. You have. Well. <laughs> But the, the match isn't going to be great. like the match isn't going to be like a young bucks match. No, no. but you have built up the animosity between the two of you so much that I'm I'm in. I'm fully vested. I'm fully in. I'm fully in. So we've got Moxley Kingston okay. at full gear. So we've this, got mm-hmm. Jericho and MJF at full gear. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk young bucks? Because they're up against FTR. FTR. Um, you know, and I'm. Now, much much like Cedric Alexander, who's hard for him to sell hard. Like it's 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 hard for Young Bucks to sell, in my opinion, bad. It's hard for them to be healed, right? Because they don't look it, they try and act it, and it it, it it doesn't quite come off, in my opinion. And and I think as we've talked about many times before, Young Bucks don't ever need to have the belts in AEW, and they're still going to be a draw. But I mean. Here's the thing. In this match alone, they said, if we don't win the belts, we will never compete for the tag team belts again. Right, right. How do you have Young Bucks, as founders of Mm -hmm. AEW, never hold the belt? Exactly. Because Cody has already done. And this week alone, we've had Jericho sing the accolades of Cody being, if I don't win the belt, I will never compete for it again. And then (laughs) the next week, they Mm -hmm. gave him a whole new belt to own. Exactly. And he's owned it, save... 
Brody Lee. Right. So I would, I would say you know in making our picks, which which we will have and we'll put up the sheet for, I would definitely say Young Bucks win this. Because I can't see them for the remainder of AEW never going for the tag team belts. There is, unless you're somehow going to come up with another tag team belt like they did with the TNT well, Championship. They were talking about doing a three, um, a three tag, a three man tag belt. Belt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Young Bucks and who? Kenny Omega, because that's the elite right now. And mm-hmm. and Hardy. But yeah. then Hardy can go with Hardy uh, can private, go party. private party. And Kenny Omega, I love Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega doesn't need the Young Bucks as a three-person team but to keep going. my problem with Kenny Omega is, like, when he was with New Japan, he came off as, like, a talent and all this stuff. The stuff they're doing between him and Hangman Page right now is just kind of like Kenny Omega's kind of, like, vanilla. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see that match to see if that's where they're... Because I will say, when the in that, this tournament they had, they made Kenny Omega, I mean... Strong as strong as the least word you can use. Like they made him look when he fought Sonny Kiss. I mean that was oh, they, that was ridiculous. They like, planted him. <laughs> yeah, um, you and know. Then so Pentagon Del Muerto right. Junior. And I mean, and that made a a great match. Like that was a very entertaining match between those two, as you knew it would be. You know, so if they can keep that strength for Kenny Omega, I'm hoping that him and the Page match will be good because they're both very good wrestlers. But you're right. They could also just keep in this whole weird vanilla, I'm just part of the elite thing going. And I, I think he's better than that. We, we know he's better than that. So I don't, I mean, I just, I don't know. Um, but I will say out of pay-per-views, Full Gear has my interest more than any of the WWE More than stuff. Survivor Series. The, question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the match between Orange Cassidy and uh, John Silver. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? That's just kind of like everybody loves Orange Cassidy. We right. gotta give him, we gotta give him something. We gotta give him something. So send in the the bald little troll. Right. I mean, because he's not like Orange Cassidy is involved in the uh, best friends, uh, like uh, Miro, um, Kip Sapien. Like he's involved in all that, and that's nice fighting not fighting any of those people. Yeah, but you're not gonna <laughs> see that at full. Yeah. Year. No. Mm-mm. But Orange Cassidy gets a match. Yeah. Against. This guy? I don't know. That, that, I figured they could have done something better. They did. And then another match, like, we know is in the making. We know is going to happen. Um, Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. with that, do you think Matt Hardy gets another concussion? Because they'll go hard at each other. I, I'll give them that. Oh, they will. Like, I think Matt Hardy is like, I am going to die doing this. Who, let's be honest, who do you think is going to go harder, for lack of a better term, at full gear? Matt Hardy. Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Cody. Who's going to get more hurt in this mat in this event? Because, well, because they won't care about their own personal safety. I will go Matt Hardy mm-hmm. because he's probably back on painkillers. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, um, okay. And I think Sammy Guevara will protect himself a little more because he's having a few of those matches where he's like, I need to calm it down a mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's talk Kobe and Darby because mm-hmm. they've got a match. Right. Um, do I think they're going to do stupid shit and have cuts and bleed and all that stuff? Of course. It's of course. Darby and Cody. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I think Darby's going to take the belt from Cody? I think this time maybe. You think so? Because it, it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. it. You have Cody defending the belt against Darby Allen. They've been spending weeks making Darby look 
you know, hard mm-hmm. with his little vignettes and stuff. They've been selling Darby to us hand over fist in, in these title matches, and he's never mm-hmm. got one. I mm-hmm. think now's his time. Now, do... I feel like you're going to have one or the other. You're either going to have the TNT belt change with Cody and Darby, or you're going to have the championship belt change with Kingston and Moxley. I don't, I don't think you're going to get both. You're going to get one think, or the other. I don't think Kingston is going to be a belt holder. I think Moxley retains, and then they will bring up Cage again. Because how mm. do you have Cage and not have him win? Like, right now, all he does is come out and cut promos with Taz. He's not even wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I could... I don't know when... Because AEW does their sort of like quarterly events. Like, I don't feel, I feel if you give it to Kingston now, you're ending it a little too early. No. And I feel you can have a match. You can almost, since it's an I quit match, I think you would almost go to the point where Kingston passes out. And like the ref calls it for him. Well, or because something to that effect. he's been playing up the thing that he has never quit. Right. And, and he didn't. And he didn't in the last match. You know, like that's what he's going to. And I right. feel that that's you do something to that effect, some ending to that. You keep that going for another few weeks or months. But you know? I love Kingston on the mic. Exactly, and I don't want to lose him on there by him just by yeah. by this just being over. But they just because, have Moxley because it's coming not out e- strong. It's not even Kingston solely. I love. I love Kingston and Moxley together on and the that's, mic. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. What I would love to happen in this match is kind of like you say. They beat each other to, to pulps, mm-hmm. and then Moxley finally gets over on Kingston by like choking him out or something, and the ref has to call it. Yeah, and then you just see Moxley break down and be like, "I don't want to keep doing this with my buddy throughout the years. Mm-hmm. I may have let you down before, but I got your back now. Let's be together." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you can have that as Kingston said, "Yeah, that's a good idea," and then somehow submarine him in the end, exactly, or exactly. Mm-hmm. just be like, "It's us against the world" kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I mean, there's a lot you can do with there that. Because the, the only reason I see Moxley losing the belt is depending on how much input Moxley has in the storyline. Because I would see him being willing to give the belt to Kingston. I would too, like as but, a person. But I like, just think Kingston is a very good story. Right. He's just not a title holder. Yeah. And, and then I, I and hate then to who, say that because when you get to him winning it, who does he then go against? Who do you have him go right. against? To or lose do it? you just have him as a paper champion where he gets it by default mm-hmm. and then turns it over the next, you know, the next event, three yeah. months, turns paper. it over to Cage or someone like that. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I mean, it, it could be done, but I still think Moxley's going to retain. Mm-hmm. The only other match that's on full gear we haven't talked about is the one that I, well, the, I mean, there's two, and I hate to say it, but they're both the the women's the matches. Women's matches. You mm-hmm. had the NWA World Champion with Serena De- uh, Deeb and Allison K. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't. That's that's probably going to be a pre-show. I would imagine it is. I mean. She is the uh, Serena's the NWA champion because she lost or because she won against Thunder Rosa right. on a dark match. Right. The the YouTube shit that nobody watches. Right. Like that's how the belt changed. And <laughs> Allison K is part of the Dark Order? Is that the one? Is that the one? Who is she? Is she the bunny? Is Allison K the bunny? Who I don't even know anymore. Is, Allison K is uh uh, was she the tall one standing next to the belt holder this week with the I red hair? I don't know. I don't even know. Um, I watch the show weekly, and I still can't tell you who half of their women wrestlers are. Yeah, I just don't know which one Let's that honest, is. Unless it's uh, Nyla Rose, uh, Big Swole, 
Brandy. <laughs> well, then the, the last match we need to talk about is Nyla Rose versus uh, Hikirishita. Right, for the belt, right? For the belt. That's for the belt. And um, I can't see Nyla Rose not being a two-time women's champion. Right, it makes the most There sense. is nothing in AEW, there are no female wrestlers on the same level as Nyla Rose in the fact of size and power. Yeah, well, because the, the weird thing that AEW has going with their female wrestlers, like... Like, WWE has someone like Tamina, has Nia Jax, and stuff like that. When some of their wrestlers go against them, you have somebody like, I'm just trying, just I don't even remember matches, but someone like Banks, Bailey. The they size, seem, the, seem equal. Right. One may be a little bigger, but the other one's faster. Right. There's something there. But the Nia problem Rose I have, and the WWE wrestlers, or the AEW wrestlers. Yeah, 94. 9% of your female wrestlers are all of a athletic high flyer build. Right. When 100 you, pounds max. When you had like a Chris Statlander. Yes. I mean, granted, she's coming off the injuries and all that stuff, recuperating. But you need like your Chris Statlanders there to be a foil for your Nyla Rose. Mm-hmm. Right now, I would say my best advice to you would be give the belt to Nyla Rose and just let her be strong and start bringing up you know, some bigger female wrestlers mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. wait for like your Chris Statlanders to come back yeah, where or something like it that. seems more because Chris Statlander is, and it's, we love Chris Statlander, but she is more like big enough to face Nyla Rose, mm-hmm. but still small enough to lose to uh, uh, Brandy. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, now, do I think Brandy should ever hold the women's championship? Not really. Not she really. is, mm-hmm. I mean, she is. Wonderful to look at. She has a really cool personality. Like, I love her. I love the YouTube show she does. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love, like, just watching her talk and listening to her. Mm -hmm. But I don't think she is at at a wrestling level that makes her a champion. Well, and you have somebody like Chris Statlander, who not even just the slightly bigger size, but has the talent that you believe she could take someone down, like Nyla Rose, down. Right. You know, you need size and talent to do that. And I am not saying that... Sheeta and and all the other sm- no don't have quote unquote smaller wrestlers mm-hmm. uh, don't have the talent to carry the belts because I think they do definitely just, do definitely do. if that's a venue you're gonna go mm-hmm. you gotta give foils to Anila Rose exactly that, that makes sense like I can't always believe that these smaller wrestlers are gonna be able to take her down mm-hmm. you can only like shoot at the knees to make them smaller so many times before it's Right. You got to do something and else. And there, there's like, how else do you beat Goliath? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, exactly. You, you don't. Daniel Bryan <laughs> can only beat Goliath so many times. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, there's, it's that kind of mentality. And I just think AEW has set itself up with when you have the one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there is no contention really for it. How do you sell that? Yeah. Yeah. So I would just put the belt on Nyla Rose and let her be a beast for. However long it takes to bring up to bring a few up more other people, because like even like Big Swole, which would be your next biggest one, I would say, mm-hmm. her biggest competition is with uh, uh, the dentist. Um, right, with Britt Baker. Yeah, I am horrible with names this episode, but yeah, even Britt Baker. Like you can't see somebody like Britt Baker legitimately going against Nyla Rose and winning because it, right. the size and, and the talent don't. And match. we look at Britt Baker, and it's like. She should be a champion sometime in mm-hmm. AEW. How do you get her to take that from, uh, you know, Nyla Rose? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's. I don't know. I don't know. They they need you right. They need to give it to Nyla and then have build up 
from people from that aren't in AEW yet, or maybe we're there on dark and we don't see them, but other females to come in to build them up the well, ranks like, to get it. Like Nyla Rose's match this week with Red Velvet. Yes. Who mm-hmm. is Brandy's protege. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Red Velvet and Brandy together. Hubba hubba. <laughs> and... What are you, like 70? Well, hubba, I did Hubba hubba? I didn't want to sound sexist by sounding sexist. Got it. So if I used an old person term, people would just be like, oh, he's done. Oh, Grandpa. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, very attractive women. Don't right. get me wrong. Right. But Red Velvet... And, and she can go in the ring. Like, she looked like she could move and mm-hmm. had could jump and yeah like she sold i i liked watching her it's just you knew that she was she was like a piece of clothing hanging off yes, of nyla rose exactly exactly and it just it doesn't translate well i don't know so i don't know john ah, i don't know mm-hmm. sum it all up the state of wrestling right now it's easy to sit here and bitch right, right. it really is mm-hmm. and it's fun to do it actually. as fa- <laughs> well we have a podcast that right. we do it every because week. of that yeah but as fans and and as a fan, we got to ask ourselves, mm-hmm. why do we keep coming back? And I think I got an answer this oh, week. Do you? Is it something about an abusive relationship, and we keep going back? And... No, 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 oh, okay. no, 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 okay. no, 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 mm-hmm. no. I keep going back to wrestling because mm-hmm. I remember what it was. Yes, I see it for what it is. Yes, and I look at the potential. Mm-hmm. So right now, in the moment, I keep reminding myself of how good it was mm-hmm. and how good it could be. But we've been doing this for how many years? Yeah. yeah, We're going on like three years. Survivor Series was right around the time we started. Because if you go way, way, way back in the Wayback Machine mm-hmm. and you look mm-hmm. at Episode 7, that was the infamous... Uh, we fought in the bunker. Right, and right. Through shit match. Right, right. So that was episode seven um, of the original. All I'm saying is this, down. buddy. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is this. We need to work on being more positive. We do. So Power I do of positivity. Like the fact, I do like the fact that we talked about a bunch of stuff we like. Yeah. Because it's really easy just to harp on all the crap we don't it is, like. It is. It is. That's what most wrestling podcasts do. Right. It's harp on the crap. But I mean, like, we've talked like. We like the Kingston Moxley stuff. Yeah. We like the potential between retaliation and the hurt business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We... Retribution. What did I say? Retaliation. Retaliation. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I am falling apart this week. Um, but y- you see what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to remain optimistic about everything. I get like my childhood love. Yes, exactly. What I have found though is my son, who used to watch wrestling with me, mm-hmm. he's like, "Dad, it's just boring now." I see the That's same rough. match every That's week. Mm-hmm. That hurts your heart, doesn't it? It does. Mm-hmm. And it, but I can't argue with him. No. I'm like, no. I know. I've seen Bailey and Banks wrestle each other mm-hmm. every week for six months now. Right, right. I've seen, you know, the Hurt Business come out and fight each other. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and just lead to collecting more African Americans on their yeah, team. But it's like, <laughs> I used to love Ricochet. Now Ricochet is just... You know, the Apollo Crews. Right. Because they gave Apollo Crews a little push. You know, it's these things that you've taken away from me. I just, I don't know, man. I'm just saying I'm going to look towards the positive. Look look towards the positive. That power of positivity. And if you want to join us in our positive tone that we want to move forward with, don't forget to follow us on the socials. At T3 Network on Twitter. T3 Network on Facebook, Instagram, all that sort of stuff. Uh, you can email us, triple T bag at gmail.com. You can go to our website, t3podcastnetwork.com. We have that too. 
where it just kind of posts the shows right now and then all of our other shenanigans. And our hotline, 202-556-4433. Leave us a voicemail or a text message. You know what else I would love to hear from the people that actually listen to the show? Yes. Um, we are obviously overweight old gentlemen that like wrestling. Speak for yourself. Listen. I'm not old. We're not. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm but, overweight. But mm-hmm. you and I have set forth on a course. A course. Of better health. Yes. And dropping some LBs. Yes, we have. We have. Our problem has always been this. When we have something like Survivor Series or Full Gear, mm-hmm. we always talk about what treats we are going to give ourselves. It's true. Usually involving soda. Right. And very salty, sweet snacks. High caloric intake. Yes. What I would love to hear from some of the listeners of the show, Mm -hmm. and you and I, Mm -hmm. some more healthier treats that we can still enjoy while we are watching the wrestling. I like this. Get get with us on all these socials and let us know. I think next week, you and I come back, and we discuss some healthy snack options we found that people can enjoy during Survivor Series. So, here's what I would venture. I will make... A deal. Mm-hmm. Ooh, a deal. If anybody emails us or calls in and says, follow this link mm-hmm. to a recipe that I like to have that's healthy, um, we will make it. We'll make we it. will we'll eat give it. You, we'll give a shout-out on the show. We'll make it. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll post it. it on the website. We'll post it on the website. We can put the recipe on there. But we'll give you full credit. If we can tie in our love for food, mm-hmm. our love for wrestling... And our desire to lose a few pounds in the in the in between. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do it, man. I like this idea. So step up, give it up, give it up, get us those healthy recipes so that we can be slim and trim, and eventually probably look like Seth Rollins. Um, yeah, Seth Rollins, or I would go with more uh, the Bobby Roode on roids. Ooh, that would look good. Yeah, good. just like just like one ab is all I need. You have one ab. It's okay. called a fat stomach. I need uh, then two. I want to at least split. I want to split. Oh, so it's two sets of. So muscles. you want two hams instead of one full turkey. Right, instead of one full turkey, instead of a turducken, <laughs> all that stuff is smushed in there. Ah, ah, I just ah. want like two holiday hams. Hey, another question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving in the month of November. Obviously, it's probably my favorite holiday. What do the Irish folks celebrate? Do they have a Thanksgiving? Something I mean, I would similar assume, to a Thanksgiving? I would assume not. Like, it's stupid. Like, they don't have a 4th of July, but they have an but Irish Independence Day. they have Independence an Independence Day, Day. Right? Yeah, so, so do, do they, they have, have a... something like a, a, hey, this is when you settled the But country. is it like one of those things where, like, you know, they needed a holiday around the same time, so they just make some shit up? I wouldn't put it past the Irish. I wouldn't put it past the Irish to make a whole bunch of shit Anything up. to celebrate? Right. Because, you know, we're living off a stereotype of the Irish. Right, where they drink and wear green and buckles on their shoes and dance around. Right. I am Bigorum. <laughs> Top of the morning. I think you. if you're under three feet tall, you got to carry a pot of gold, right? You're right. Why did we go into or being racist? <laughs> Why did we go into being uh, racist against... Is it racist? Racist? Well, we're discriminating against Discrimin- the culture of Ireland. Right. Culturalist? I guess. I don't know. But I think culturalist has a positive connotation. Does it? I don't know. But well, we us, are discriminating against Let us culture. know, Irish folk that listen to our show, when last we checked, still number 16 in the Irish uh, world for wrestling podcasts. I think. So, I mean, that was the last time we did an episode. I don't, I don't know what we're at now. That was four and a half months ago. I like um, That was like a decade in. But uh, let us know. Do you have some sort of ago. Thanksgiving-ish celebration? And what do they, do they eat a tur- turducken, a turkey? 
I know they don't have snakes. Do they have turkeys in Ireland? Do they eat, like, haggis? That's a Scotland thing. Wait. I just... Honestly. What do they eat? Toast? Do you have Irish, turkeys in Ireland? Irish soda bread? With butter? Like, is that just what they I mean, eat? I, I can only imagine, but, like... Like, I don't think turkey is indigenous to Ireland. So if they have turkey in Ireland... They're gonna get it, like, shipped. Yeah. And if they don't have Thanksgiving, I think we need to invite a legend in hallway to come visit us at some point in November and enjoy an American the, Thanksgiving. The problem is, is they, if they fly in, mm-hmm. they're not going home. Because Ireland's smart. They don't let people like you. You would wear America? America? Yeah, don't come back here. No, don't come here. So. All right, well, these are all questions we have to ask. Um, and remember... Send us your resume. Yeah, keep us healthy. Yeah. And um, just want to keep it out there. Uh, COVID's on the rise in America. So uh, mask up, rub up, and uh, don't touch yourself. It's a podcast! so much to give you this love in my heart that I'm feeling for you. Let them see you are crazy. I don't care about that. Put your hands Network. Thoughts. Theories. Talk.